Lights, camera, action. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumford, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson. Local filmmakers talking about the world of film. Right here on F*** It, We Will Fix It in Post Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're listening, I'm happy you're doing so. I am Kevin Mumford, and this is... Well, Victor in post. I'm here with my co-host Victoria VA Jones. What's going on? And Karsten Hype Ferguson. Sure. Today we're talking to another actress from the Memphis area. Her name is Divine Dent. How are you today? I feel awesome. How are you guys? Good, good. We are good. I, I was thinking she was gonna be like, I'm divine. And like, <laughs> I am divine. Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> She she said it. it. She said it like she had like a Superman emblem on her chest with a D in it. Yes, it's pretty big. It's 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 in there. Super mom. All right, I like sound that. So to start off, what made you want to get into acting? So I'm one of those people who I just wanted to act since I was a little girl, and it started off with the movie Titanic. Um, I was four years old. Yes, I was four years old when that movie came out, and maybe three, between three or four, and the infamous scene, the Jack Rose, I'll never let go. Oh, man, I acted out that scene so many times in the living room. Like, we have this coffee table, and my little self is just standing there doing the Jack Rose door scene. And from that point forward, I was like, I want to act like I want to act. I want to get involved. And so I started performing a lot in school, wherever I can get into where I get to perform. I did it. And then I came to America and all of that changed because there wasn't many opportunities available for me. But then I found different avenues eventually. Uh, maybe about three or four years ago, I, I I started acting again. I found my way into the acting community uh, with plays and indie films. And lately I have been venturing into bigger projects. So it's been exciting to actually get to live out the childhood dream that I want to act and I want to do it all the time. And it's been happening. Oh, that's what's up. As a guy... I tend to hate that scene, by the way, because all she had to do was move. Oh, guys hated that scene. Well, it's very all romantic, she had to do, but, but, but you know, it, it reminds it's romantic me. for the man to freeze to death. It, 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 yeah, because he's sacrificing his love for the woman that he loves. He just he met her. Have, yeah, he, he just met her. But, okay, at the same time, you know what I'm saying? On it, a boat it, it that's is a, sinking. Listen, it is a romantic romantic movie okay moving would have been romantic too make some room for a brother that would have been real romantic I look at it like a horror movie you know when they're like the person trips and it's like leave me just go without me that movie is a horror film film for me (laughs) you ain't gotta tell me twice y'all have no souls and people say I ain't got no souls look 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 look. I have to survive to tell the story And that's what happened in the movie. And that's she what she survived. did. <laughs> she did. Story. I was like, man. I think his story would have been a lot different. Like, <laughs> yo, I really wish you would have moved. There was plenty of room. I don't even believe that happened. 
I believe oh that real thing so much you'll never go. It's like, yo, you don't have to. I just need you to get out the way. Just just a few inches to the left. That's all I need. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think she pushed him in the water. But I, I was thinking the same thing, honestly. <laughs> I think that's what really happened. Yeah, it, you know, it's like uh it's like, you know, if you if you like uh have to share the same space, like a blanket or something like that, you're sleeping with somebody else. Yeah. And then that person can't share the blanket. And they pull it all over to you. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I'm, she could have shared that little plank. Yeah, she on. ain't sharing octic. She ain't sharing a plank. She damn sure ain't sharing a blanket. No, you ain't getting no blanket. Nah. you ain't getting no blanket. No, octic waters for you, buddy. Me, but I I digress. So you mentioned that uh, you're not originally from the United States. You where are you from again? I'm from the Philippines. So when born and raised. So. I, um, were you doing stage plays in the Philippines? I did everything. So in elementary school, it was a lot of, um, I guess, different variety show performances, like singing, dancing. There wasn't much acting involved. It was a lot of singing and dancing in groups. And then when we moved into high school, that's when... I was able to get into the acting scene doing stage plays. Um, I don't think film was big in our high school community at the time, so it wasn't something I had access to. Yeah, because I didn't get into a film scene until I got to America. But we were doing a lot of stage plays and a lot of singing and dancing performances and competitions. And that was that was life. I remember enjoying that as a kid, as a young adult and having so much fire for it and to have that revive now is an amazing feeling so when you when you got to the uh, u.s how long did it take you to get back into that process oh man it was a long time uh i would say seven eight years mm. that is a long yeah. time Yes. And I, I didn't even think that there was an active filming or acting community. I thought it was just you have to be a Broadway actor to do anything or a Hollywood actor. I didn't know that indie communities existed. So how did so, you go? Because I, I had the same um, I had the same thinking when I was living in Memphis and I didn't find like the film community until um Hustle and Flow came to Memphis, and they shot a scene, like, right down the street from my house. And I just got mm. out there, and I was just able to meet some people who were actors or, honestly, were mostly drug dealers, but there was a few actors out there. <laughs> and that was how I ended up learning from um, about the film scene in Memphis. So how did you learn about it? So how I learned about it... Um I was in college and a friend of mine said that she was taking acting classes. And I was like, wow, there's acting classes out here? I didn't know that. So no matter how much I tried to get through the acting classes, my schedule would not allow me to. But eventually I met my now ex-husband who at the time was producing his own indie um, web series. So... Uh, when we got together, you know, I was able to get a small part and watch him work. 
so I was helping out with the production process and acting a little bit. And to be so rusty with the acting part, I was like, oh, my God, I'm horrible at this. I'm just horrible at this. And then I guess the more I got my feet wet, as people would call it, the more I got involved in other people's projects, it's like the more I'm like, okay, I got to get better at this or something's got to give because I want to get back into acting and I want to be good at it. And so that's how I found my way back. So the first, uh, what was the first project you worked on when you came to Memphis? Um, the first project I worked on for film was, it's called Ravenswood. I believe it's still called Ravenswood. It, it may have been Devil's Creek because he changed the name a few times. But I believe it was Devil's Creek. And that was a web series that he was releasing every week. And then my first stage play was the sex play. And that was three years ago. And I was so excited to have been casted on the sex play. It was so, an amazing experience. So what's the story behind the sex yeah, play? Yeah, please give us some details. Man. So the sex play is a very intriguing play that involved a cosmetic company that was run by a husband and a wife. I forgot their names. I'm so sorry. I forgot their name. The nah, husband and wife. <laughs> but yeah, so the husband and the wife is running this company. And as it turns out in the company, there was a lot of affairs going on with the husband. Like most companies, like most companies, but it, it almost seems like um, the company was a sex trafficking company, in my opinion. But so it, it went into the depth of how soul ties are formed by mm. having, you know, relations with, with people that you're not married to with people who are having multiple affairs and basically just what goes on into the lives of the people who get involved in, in soul ties. And we are actually having the third installment of the sex play coming up early September. So I am so excited for that to happen because so, they're so how opening. Long, how long was the play? Um, the play was about hour and a half, two hours long. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, so it's we had sex play one and sex play two over the course of the last three years, and so now we're having sex play three in September. So, what was your role in this in this play? My role is uh, Peggy Sue. She is the daughter of one of the investors in the company. And she was also involved in an affair with uh, the husband's owner. So it explores her and her character and her problems with alcoholism and just promiscuity and just the mess that she is in, aside from her soul ties. So you remember um, your auditioning, you auditioning for Peggy Sue? Yes. How was that process? The process was, um, well, I was already approached with with the character in mind. So she just um, handed me the script. 
she said, read for Peggy Sue. And there was another actor already on stage. And we went back and forth with each other while other people who are auditioning are in the seat. So it was so nerve wracking for me. I was so nervous. This is my first audition ever. I've never auditioned for anything in my life. And now I'm auditioning at the stage with some established Memphis actors and a whole lot of other actors who are trying to get the role and other roles as well because they were um, cross auditioning during the process. So how did you go so, about mentally preparing yourself with this being your first audition? I didn't. I just showed up. You showed up and just went for it. I just showed up and went for it. I was a nervous wreck, but I was like, deep breath. And then I said, hello, everybody. And she said, okay, here's the paper that you need to read out of. And I just went for it, just started reading it. And when it was done, I was like, I can breathe and left. And that was it. And a week later, she called me. She was like, you got the role. Congratulations. And it just went from there. So when you, like after when you did your auditioning, like how did you originally felt about it when you when you were as you were leaving? How did I do what? I'm like, how did you how did you feel? Like Did you feel confident in it? Like did you th- felt you did well? Did you feel like you nailed it when you went in and auditioned for it? I honestly didn't know how I feel because I was still, I was still nervous and excited. My mind was still stuck at the fact that I was there, that I couldn't even think of anything else. So I was just on autopilot. <laughs> so it was just a shocking experience for me. And I think a lot of um, my acting experiences is like that. I'm just like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to I be in the presence that. of y'all superstars. And then, like, when the cameras roll, I'm just like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> I, I have noticed that uh, the film that we were working on together, and you were like, well, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm like, no, I'm happy for you to be here because it wouldn't have happened without you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so grateful. Like, every opportunity that gets thrown my way, I'm just, I'm happy to have it. That's and a good I can do the best I can with it, yes. Because I feel like if I if I'm not grateful for it, if I'm not appreciating it, I'm not gonna do my best. And I want to do my best, whatever that looks like. And I can't give my best if I'm not grateful for it. Right, right. So between stage plays and um, acting in films, and I know you model out of all the three. Which one is your favorite? Oh man. My favorite would have to be modeling. For real? Huh. Yes. I love them all, and I don't want to compromise any of it. I feel like they all work harmoniously together. Right. But I enjoy, I guess, jumping from scene to scene and being in different surroundings. Right. So modeling was doing that for me, like, really quickly. Because, you know, with film and with theater, you kind of have to transition before you get to the next look, before you get to the next mindset. But with modeling, it's like once you put on the shirt, once you put on the shoe, bam, you're this person. Once you get to another building and this is your backdrop, bam, you're a different person. So it's like I love how quick the changes are happening when you model. Is it more like more immediate for you? 
like I guess a more fast paced. Yes. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So yes. um, and it, it, it's challenging too. So I'm gonna go back to uh, this stage play. So when you got the uh, part, like how how long was your rehearsals? The rehearsals lasted about two months. So, so do you remember, like, you remember the, your first time going into a rehearsal? Like, were you nervous? Like, you kind of remember how you felt at that time? Uh, the rehearsal was pretty relaxed because we had a table read right before. And the table read kind of broke the ice for everyone because we all got to know each other. And at the same time, we went through like a cold read of the script. So by the time we got to rehearsals, it was like everyone already has an idea of what everybody's character is, what this person would sound like when we get to rehearsal. So that made it into a really smooth transition into rehearsal. So with you being like new, new into stage acting at this point, do you think that table read was effective for you? Yes, it was really helpful. Make a note of that. But, uh, so uh, the first time, like first time you're, you're like, do you remember the audience the first time you performed in this play? Yes, I believe we had a full house. Um, they, it was pretty much everybody there. Like I didn't know any of these people, so I was nervous. I was so nervous. I've never been on stage in America before. So it was like, this is a whole different crowd. These are people who don't know me and I don't know them. And they're, you can see all of their faces. Like they're just staring. They're just staring at the stage. And you're like, man, I can't, I can't mess this up. I can't. So from that point on, once we hit the stage and we get the lines rolling, I almost forgot that there was a crowd. So it's just more of a, you just kind of got to go. Yes. Hmm. I just got to jump in and go from there. Because like once you jump in, there's no turning back. So was it, you got to uh, push it all the way through. Was it a bit of a, like a, a boost of adrenaline for you at all? Yes. It is like I can't I can't explain the feeling of it, but I am like super hype when I'm on stage. I get super hype, and then when I get done, it's like, oh man, that was amazing. And then you know you get to the curtain call, and that was an even more amazing experience because now it's like you're getting introduced out of your character. It's kind of like a drug. Yeah, I I believe that I believe that. Acting is an effective drug, like in a good way. It's it's an amazing therapy. It's it's amazing. And just like people say all the time, oh, you get get bit by a stage bug or an acting bug, something like that. Theater bug, something that somebody told me. And I was like, yeah, I got bit. And (laughs) it's on from there. Oh, man. You know, people who aren't, I wouldn't call them crazy, but people who are not ordinary they uh they can be different people you know what i'm saying so they can they can um show the different sides to themselves and 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 at a 
You know what I'm trying to say. The emote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can embody different characters. Right, without people thinking that you're crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for And it does get dangerous because I've heard of people like being so into the character that when they leave the stage or when they rap after filming, that character still remains in them. And it drives them crazy because they're like, I can't shake the character off. Yeah, there, there's some uh, pretty notable method actors. Yeah, that used uh, when that happens. That's not always the case, but it's usually when there's method acting because they just they're playing a role that it going in and out of it is just is mind is just draining, or mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have an effective performance when they keep going in and out of it. Like you're not going to use method acting for if you're on Fast and Furious or like the Mortal Kombat movie, but if you're trying to in, Embody a person of importance. You like um, Jim Carrey. Well, when any, he did, any, did. Any, any kind of sociopath, you, you probably wouldn't. You know, you probably wouldn't want to get in out of it. Uh some people may want to. I mean, I, now, I don't think you would. You necessarily have to, because all you got to do is bring out an intense version of yourself. But I mean, there's there's certain people though. Um, what's the dude from uh, Terminator Salvation? Uh, yeah, you pointing at me like I know the answer. He, he, man, don't point at me neither because I don't see that one. He yelled at the uh, the sound guy for like five minutes. Oh, straight. I know he's talking about um, uh, American Psycho, American Psycho too. Kevin Spacey? No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Now he's um, he's a bit intense too. Not 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 McConaughey. Um, Crystal Bell. Yeah, there you go, Christian. Yeah, Bale. now he. That method acting is his form of acting. Yeah, That's what yeah. he does. Yeah, he he's like he gets so, super focused. And if you knock him off that focus, you get that situation. Yeah. So actually, it wasn't the sounding sound guy; it was the lighting guy. It was. It was I, I remember yeah. that because I remember I remember seeing it um, uh, on faith somewhere. You know, you know, there's two Kristen Bells. There's the Veronica <laughs> Mars Kristen Bell, and there there's him. And I was like, Kristen Bell is is. Yelling at people on set, it don't seem like her. And then, <laughs> then I realized who it was, and I was like, "Oh man!" I'm just now realizing this too because I was like, well, "What are you talking about?" Oh, that's her name. Yeah, that's her name. Okay. They have the same name. I learned something. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch that show. You didn't watch Veronica Mars. Well, well, that, that's no. Kristen, not Christian. I sound the same. Yeah, it's close. People, I guarantee you, people get them mixed up all the time. And she yells at Maybe. them like Christian Bell did this. <laughs> uh, even Family Guy made fun of that. Like on Family Guy was a tape recording on the screen. And it was like, it, it's like a 10 minute long rant. He like yelled at that cussing, carrying on for like 10 minutes. And I was like, wow, it is a long time. I'll take your word for that. So, Miss Devon, let me, uh, when you were doing a stage play, and this has been your first time kind of memorizing lines, what was your process for memorizing lines? My process was, of course, highlighting my uh, my script. And I would just read it over in my free time and see if I can memorize it and cover up my part. And mentally read the other person's line and try to respond back to it. That's what I usually do. But it doesn't get real until you actually get to rehearsals. Because once that other person actually starts speaking 
sometimes I'm like, what, what, what was the line? Like, I don't remember this because, because my mental reading is different from that person's voice. But once I attach the voice of the person and the lines together, it's like, it just comes in like, oh, that's my line. There's my line. That's my line. And it just goes from there. So the rehearsal makes your process of memorizing lines easier. Yes. Now, for when you're doing um, film, like um, film, is it is it your process the same? For yes, for film, my process is the same. It gets re- bit of rehearsal before the um, before the cameras roll. And, but once I, I can connect the two, it's like, oh, okay, I know which line goes where. And it, it goes from there. So yes, it, it's pretty much the same. I think it is a bit easier to memorize for film because the scenes are more, are, they're shorter. You got that long monologue. Yes. Now, have you had to do one of those? I don't actually remember. I probably have. Oh, no. If you have, you'd remember. Hmm. Or oh, you could have just etched it out your brain once you got yeah, done with that's it. Just, <laughs> man, that's just so, so long. <laughs> once I get done with, with a play or once I get done with a project, that's it. I'm, I'm forgetting that project. I'm moving on to the next thing. Like, I'm not remembering any lines from it. That's good. Some people can't do that. Some people, <laughs> they really can't. Man, no problem. <laughs> that stuff is gone. Oh, I get this. It was this, um, the last stage play, play I saw. This guy, he get this long monologue. Now, it may have been two pages long, but he knew how to space his words out, have say words and kind of stretch them out and add it for effect. He's a really good stage actor. So the monologue, I think he made it said, it, it was like five minutes. Hmm. It could have been two or three words, but I'm sitting there like, I can't remember all that. That's like forever. It felt like it felt like it. I'm like that. He had to ad lib some of this, but it mm. wasn't the type of stage play to where you would ad lib. So I'm like, oh, he remembered yeah. all of this, and I'm just guesstimating two or three pages. It could have been four or five, but it was just a whole monologue, and he had it down. But I'm sitting there like. Whoa, his script was big. And that was just his one part. He still had the rest of the play. And he was like a major, mm-hmm. like a major factor in his play. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. after that monologue, I'm going home. Like, this is, <laughs> I need a break. Like, I need to take a nap. That, that's my part. Like, just, you know, I do my, my bow and then leave. But. He's, he's a true actor. Oh, oh, yeah. That, and some of you just really good at memorization. Like those photographic memories, I I'm so jealous of those humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a cousin like he can look at it and it's there. I can look at it as soon as my eyes get off of it, it's gone. Yeah, so right. divine. Um, going back to modeling, what was your first? When did you first like get into modeling? What first got me into modeling? One of the photographers, um, Isaiah, he reached out to me and he said, hey, you know, I've been seeing you around. Um, 
can I take pictures of you? And, you know, I'll, I'll compensate you or whatever. And I'm like, I don't like the way this is starting off. Yeah, that, that could Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, of course, I had to make sure it was no nudity or anything like that. It was just like, like we're yeah. just going to be outside at the park, you know, like, bring hey, your uh, outfits, whatever you want to wear. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> Oh, like, Jesus. That is very creepy. I was like, okay. I was like this. That's, that's, I'm what, that's, that's what my mind was that, at, too. Like, yo, this is I, a... That's what I start to hear. I'm like, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Man. This, well, I'm not going to lie. I've had people approach me that way. Um, it's definitely <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, so, wait. How did they approach you? Like, yeah, did they, went, did yeah, they we, DM you? Did they, like, did they, like, approach you, like, on the street when you... I've, I've had it different ways. <laughs> different ways i would be at the grocery store and i mean like block my car in to just say wow you know you're so beautiful and you know (laughs) i'm a photographer and this and that and i I, I, you know they're mumbling they're stumbling and i'm like huh Gun to the head. Oh man, in Taser. Tennessee. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just saying it's a family friendly show. Taser to the neck. Like, yeah, yeah, taser gonna, to the yeah, neck. We gonna light you up. I taser you somewhere else. Oh. You know? <laughs> gonna taser you on your neck. <laughs> we, we gonna light you up. It's we're over with. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, gonna taser you where it hurt. I'm like, look, look, you gonna have to get out of here with that. Right. <laughs> well, I think um, one thing that did throw him off was that um, the best thing about not looking American is that I started speaking to him in my language and he was like, oh, this girl is crazy. <laughs> and so he left. Oh, that's, that, that's a good one right there. That that's is a, a, good that's, one. That's a good one. I feel like a, a lot yes. of people did it. That's a nice little trick you got there. But, <laughs> yes, but, you know, it, it worked. <laughs> but, yeah, it would have been jacked up if you started speaking in your, in your, uh, your same language. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, man, got me. Got me. Oh, Let's just do this. That would English. be very interesting. Let's just do this in English. Get out, get out of my way. Get out of my way. I'm gonna do something like I'm gonna do something not. Then nice I might just go. And, I think I'll just go ghetto on him. I'm pretty sure he'll understand There's that. Three languages. Hey, yeah. <laughs> American <laughs> ghetto. Hey. 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 Oh yeah, a woman of many talents. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what was the first uh, like film you worked on? The first film I worked on was um, Devil's Creek. It was a web series. Um, now, what was your role in this? My role in it was, her name was Mara, and she was a demon. So okay. the story, yeah, so the story was uh, more of an, I guess, adaptation of the show Supernatural. It's like the Memphis version of Supernatural. Oh my goodness, man! So, oh yes. my goodness, you, you got all kinds. I need of, to I look to, at this. You got all kinds of stories there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I got to play a demon, I and it was fun. Hey, work it out. What can we see? I want to watch an episode of I'm this. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, just look up Devil's Creek. Uh, it should show up. A mm-hmm. Memphis Supernatural. Can you imagine that? That's what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. So, this should be And fun. it was it was kind of popular at the time. For Listen, the- I I believe it was popular. I really do. 
I believe it. I want to see it. I would probably yes. love it. So how I'm did you? I'm pretty sure you would. <laughs> so how did you go about the process of preparing to be a Memphis demon? <laughs> <laughs> she drove in traffic for for three oh. hours. Oh no, that ain't it. <laughs> I just I just went for it once again. Just went for it. I was just like, hey, I'm a cool little demon with my leather jacket. I'm good. A leather jacket demon. I think I think the leather the leather jacket just like gives you that vibe. Like, oh, okay, I'm 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 into some bad stuff right now. Yep, I could sell you drugs and play rock and roll at the same time. You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. So does having like um, a look? Does the look kind of help you? Is almost like a boost for you getting into a character. Yes. The look helped me a lot. Um, um, just like a, a stereotypical woman, I love clothes and shoes. And I believe that it makes your personality for the day. It makes your mood for the day. Like, it just sets you up for who you want to be. So, if I'm not dressed up for my character, I don't feel my character as much. Because it's like, my character would never wear this. Why would she wear these raglish shoes? You know, it's, it's, it's little things like that. I, I believe that details, when you put in so much detail into your character, the more you understand who the character is. So for me, like playing Peggy Sue, she was rich. She was entitled. So I needed to make sure all my outfits were on point. I needed to make sure everything I wear was designer because I wanted to feel how she would feel. I wanted to to embody that character. So to be that character, you'll have to dress like her. So when you do your um, your character, I guess, um, breakdown, so there's your look, um, there's other aspects that you kind of look into to kind of build this character for you? Um, I think once I put the clothes on, I'm just like, this is it. It just makes me from that point forward. Like, of course, the script will tell you how you're supposed to to feel, how you kind of act. But for me, it's it's the look and the feel of the character. It just it sets me off and it it guides me into how I'm supposed to act in the moment. Because it just it just defines you from that point forward. Like everything that gets thrown. In Peggy Sue's way, if she's wearing her designer clothes that day, then she can handle it. Okay. So, like, as far as genres, what um, is an ideal genre? Like, would you feel more comfortable playing, like, comedy, drama, suspense, horror? Um, I can't say for sure because I've done a little bit of everything. And I just love all of them, so I can't I can't pick favorite. Well, we'll, we'll be uh, like one of your, I guess, kind of inspirational actors or even films that you you uh, you've seen. That's not Titanic. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> That's not you. Titanic. Thank, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, for me, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm in love with Angelina Jolie. But I think I am. 
I love her work because I feel like she's so flexible without being flexible. It's almost like she acts the same in every movie, but she's a whole different, she's a character on her own. And I love that. It's her swag. Yes. Like she don't have to do anything extra. She don't really have to do anything different. It's just her, her presence alone makes her character, whatever character she is, you change her clothes. She's this person. You change her hair. She's this person. And I think, I think that she, she's probably my inspiration. Okay. I don't look into her like that, but the first actress that comes to mind that is just mind blowing to me is her. And she's been around forever. And every, it's almost like every project she, she touches is a success. Yeah, she puts a, a bit of her in every role she plays. Yeah, that's just, that's just mm-hmm. like uh, Julia Roberts. She has that same kind of mellowness about herself in every single film. It, it's, it's her. You know? I, I, I really yeah. like Julia Roberts. I don't know about that. <laughs> she just... She's always the girl next door to me. So it's like, I've seen two of these and I've seen them all. Okay. So have never, you, have never. you seen any of her films that wasn't iconic though? That wasn't the iconic films that she did. Have you seen any other? Oh, films now see her? the last one I saw, she was like that um, oceans. Yeah. That's that, iconic though. I'm talking about. No, no, no. That film, the one she was in, was it? The one that was based off the... Uh, all the women? Yeah. Oh. Uh. And that's probably one more that I can't think of right now. But she never really shocks me. She's good. She just never shocks me. Hmm. Almost like, I, like I'm like i waiting on her training day moment. Um, you're looking at the wrong stuff, then. I don't like know I'm, what, I'm, I'm waiting on her to play just one role... I don't know what you look ...where at. she just turns dark and twisted. Nah. I, I'm I'm waiting. That's that's my dream, Julia Roberts role. So, uh, Divine, <laughs> what would be your your ideal role for yourself? You know what I'm saying? What would, what would be your dream role for you to play? My dream role would be something to the nature of like an assassin person. Like I've always enjoyed watching female superheroes. And just seeing them like, wow, that's, you know, that's inspiring because you don't see that often. Like, you see it in movies, but I feel like there's no real representation of it in the world where you can just be like, wow, this this stuff happens in real life. And I want to do that. So, yeah, So um, that's what I want to do. I want to go kick butt. That sounds exciting. Yeah, you can be the next, um, like Black Widow or or start shooting guns. Like I love stuff like that. I just want to shoot at everything and fight everything, (laughs) whatever. Like let's just yes, let's do this. So Tomb Raider, basically. Or 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 um. You know, Resident Evil or the Underworld or you know what I'm saying, those actresses. Yes. So do you do any like um since so ideally you would you would like to do action films? Yes. You do like any like uh taekwondo or anything like that? No, but I work out at home with the little punch kick. 
two. <laughs> I think I think I got the basics down. <laughs> so you 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 could definitely do a bar fight scene. Maybe. <laughs> oh no, now that voice. You got, hey, you got, we can make it happen though. We can make it I, happen. I, I yeah, need you to get like, your voice up in that scene though. We we can make it happen. Yeah. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It, it is. Mm-hmm. So going from being a, a full-time actress and, you know, working a job and also being a mother, how do you balance all of that? Oh, man, that ain't nobody but the Lord. I'm telling <laughs> y'all because uh, it's a lot going on. So, you know, acting, it's like back-to-back. Everything is back-to-back and really finding ways to prioritize what's important and figuring out which is more important is the biggest thing. So for me, it's it's like faith, family, film, slash fitness, and everything else flows from there. But once you put, I put God first, I put my family next, and everything else will have to work around my schedule. Well, it seems like he's working out, though. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you've got your hands in a lot of stuff. Yes. Now, have your kids seen yes. any any of your work? Yes. Um. So I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So my one-year-old, she doesn't know what's going on yet. But my three-year-old, he's, he's engaged in, in stuff. So I showed him a, sm- a short film that I did with Del Guan COVID. a couple years back called Lift. Yes. Yeah, we, um, we, we did a short film. Yes, it. it's called it's called Lift, and there was a clown in it. And <laughs> so I I was watching it. Yes, so I was watching it, and he was right next to me, and I didn't know he was watching it. And he was, and so it ended, and I turned off my phone, and he was like, "Mommy, I want to see you get killed by the clown." And I'm like, <laughs> oh. "What? Oh my goodness! Wow!" <laughs> so he was like excited about it and so i had another trailer for um killer by ad smith and he got to see me in it and it's like he gets so excited when he sees me on screen and he asks to watch it again like no matter what i'm doing and and to me that that's oh man it's heartwarming to see him be engaged be interested in what i'm doing and I think it's it's an honor to allow him to see myself on the screen because him seeing his mom on the screen means that he can believe that one day I can be in the screen too. You know what I'm saying? Like it sets him up to know that he can do whatever he wants to do, whatever he put his mind to, he can do it. And I want to instill that in my children that you can do all things. So if your if your son said that um, he wanted to be a, a actor, would you totally support that? Absolutely, I actually got him a gig a couple weeks ago. He was in a music video, and he got to play a little kid running in the woods, wearing a little crown, playing hide and seek, and he had so much fun. He enjoyed it, and you know, he got paid in fruit snacks from my end. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his payment reward. Payment. Yes, and he enjoyed it, and he he really enjoyed it. And I I think I think that's awesome to see that you know he gets to experience this kind of stuff. 
because I enjoyed it growing up. So, you know, if he if that's something he want to pursue, then baby, I'm here for it. Let's do this. That's what's up. And also, he he kind of sees your journey in acting. He sees you auditioning, and he's seen it from he's basically seen it from the beginning. So, whatever height he goes, you go. He's seen it all. Yes, and the crazy thing is, like, I would have photo shoots sometimes, and uh, even film shoots or rehearsals, and I would have to take them because you know babysitters are hard to find. So. I work something out with my director or whatever. And they're like, bring the kids, bring the kids. We'll have somebody else watch them while they hear, you know? And so he, he gets to be in rehearsals. He gets to be in photo shoots, just looking around, playing, minding his business. So him being in the environment, he's so comfortable in it. And I think that's, that's amazing to me that he gets to be comfortable in different surroundings and like I said, if, if it's something you want to explore, like, baby, you already set up because you're already comfortable in that environment. It won't be such a nervous wreck for you to do it. Like, you know, like when I first jumped in, it's like, oh, my God, this is a lot. But once you've been exposed to it, it's like, hey, I'm comfortable in this kind of environment. I got this. Right. Now, the um, the Memphis Acting Center, kind of want you to expound on that a bit. Like, um, is it say competitive or like is it more of a com- camaraderie like before like other actors in Memphis or directors or things of that nature um I would say it's a little bit of both um it's a little competitive because you know there's not there's a lot of projects going around but the projects that you want to get into of course there's only so many roles that it would have and it's a lot of amazing actors out here. And that's, that's, that is crazy to me because Memphis is so rich with amazing actors, just talented. And I just feel like we all deserve a shot. But, you know, there are it's limited roles out here. But for me, I have been very blessed to have a great network of people who always refer me to other directors they refer me to other people like hey you know i already i've never met you before but i have you in mind for this project and i really like that because the i feel like the more you put yourself out there the more you get seen by people and even though uh sometimes people don't say nothing they don't even react to your stuff they don't like it but it turns out they've been watching you this whole time they and now they're you. giving you a role. Yes, you would never know who's watching you. You never know. So, that, that's how uh that's how I got introduced to you. I, I actually hit up Coleman and I was like, Hey, I got the script and I need to I need a lead actress and he was like, You know what? I just done a short film with somebody and she might be perfect and I, I watched Lyft and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. She she'll be perfect for this role. That's exactly how it went. So now, yes, and I'm so grateful for all of that. Like how they just flowed. It's like, yes, I'm I'm grateful. I can't I can't help but be grateful because I would never have any of these opportunities without all of the people that supporting me behind the scenes. Like, Delguan never told me about you know, hey, I'm gonna refer you to somebody. No, he just he just did. Right. So I think I think that's amazing on his part and for everybody else in the community too that they are connecting people to other people instead of being selfish. 
because there are, you know, there are selfish people out there. They're like, no, we're keeping all the jobs to ourselves. We're keeping all the roles in-house type thing. No, it's, it's people out here who want to see you flourish. And I think that's so amazing. And that's I'm good. That's just, good. I'm happy to see it. Yes. Now, some people, they'll, um, they kind of build a reel for themselves. Yeah, like maybe an agency do some um, commercials and then they'll like move to Atlanta, New York, L.A. or even some people, Chicago. Uh, do you see that being a route that you would be taking or are you thinking of continuing in Memphis? Um, For now, I'm in Memphis. I never know where God is leading me. I want to keep an open mind because... I'll never know because I I still have um, aspirations to go to law school. So I got, I got that. So I want to make sure that whatever law school I go to, if I have to go out there, then that means my whole life would have to move out there. And I probably have to start over in the film community there. So I just, I want to keep an open mind. I don't want to live in myself and say, I'm going to be in Memphis acting forever because this is not a reality. So, because projects will be thrown your way that will be out of your way. And you'll just have to go there. If I come back, I come back. If I don't, I don't. I just go where the Lord leads me and just keep going from there. Because once I hit the ground running, baby, I'm running. Not looking back. Not looking back. So you see yourself, like, do you want to play like a lawyer in a movie? Hey, that would be awesome. Like with a, uh, was I it think Joan Brockovich. She wasn't a lawyer. She was a paralegal. Oh, they're they're in the same ballpark, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty different. Yeah, I can do that. And, <laughs> I can do that and legally blind. Legally I can play blind. both roles. Oh. Yes. I was thinking of anything but that one. <laughs> I was I was definitely trying because that was the first thing I thought of. But I thought that would just be quite cliche. Yeah, well, you could be like, uh, you know, um, um, what's a what's another uh, besides legally blind? What's another prominent female lawyer? The 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 lady on SVU. I don't watch none of them shows. Oh, man. she was a detective, right? Was, no, no, no. They, yeah. they, they had a, they had a DA that they always work with. Oh, and she they they had oh. a couple of them. Actually. Allie McVeal. wasn't she a lawyer? Actually, yeah, she was. She was. I forgot all about that. That that was a very popular show too. I'm not showing my age on this. <laughs> not doing that at all. Ellen McVeal was like late nineties, early two thousands, wasn't it, it? Exactly. Exactly. Which I read on the internet. <laughs> I googled that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, found out about it on TikTok. Yeah, they put it on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everything's on TikTok. Everything's Everything on. Everything is on. Yeah. Oh my god! Actually, quite a bit of stuff's on TikTok. Like I, I didn't, I didn't got caught fumbling my phone trying to close out TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna run across the wrong thing? I'll be like, oh, oh, I've, I've oh, definitely have done that quite a few times. I shouldn't be watching this in public. <laughs> this, cha- this challenge, this is this is too much challenge for me. This, oh, this, this is the role. This is the role. Your your uh, windows up challenge. Ain't nothing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and get my earphones on challenge. So, um, going back to Divine and that TikTok, you know what I'm saying? And what's what's on TikTok and what ain't on TikTok? No, we 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 were just about to talk about Divine. 
you know, showing her acting reel on TikTok. Oh, for real? No, I, no, I, I don't know. That I is, know, I know, yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. I promise. I promise. Hold on. I can make them. I can make them both work. So there's certain <laughs> now there are there are a lot of actors on TikTok, and they'll do monologues or they do these duets on TikTok. Now, mm-hmm. now things of that nature. Do you usually do for yourself? No, I. I- gonna touch it until i get called to do it so you broke up for a second so you may want to say that again i'm so sorry um i have not been called to do tiktok so (laughs) i'm not gonna touch it unless the lord calls me to do it because i don't like shooting my shot and i know it's not gonna hit you know Uh, yeah that's a good so it's, it's not yeah it's not something that that is in I guess my agenda for right now, but hey, if it comes up, then I'm going for it, jumping in like always. But until then, I'm going to do what I'm called to do. Can, can you imagine like the person is called to do TikTok? Hey, there are people out there like spreading spiritual messages, you know, reaching out to people, letting them um, have some mental health awareness. Like, there's so much content on TikTok. I know that people are really focused on the side where everybody's doing challenges, but there there is a lot of people on there, like psychologists putting out content on how you can fight depression and anxiety, um, how to battle with your feelings and emotions. And I find that very helpful, especially for people who can't afford therapy and don't have access to therapy. Hey, you got your phone, baby. Get on TikTok and look up some psychologists on there, because they do they do provi- provide sound advice. You just got to know how to sift through it. But it's it's free. good advice out there. All yes, free. free. And you know everybody is scrolling on their phones anyway. You might as well scroll on something that will benefit your life, that will improve you, that will elevate you. So if TikTok's the way to do it, get on there. Now you expressed throughout this uh this interview that your how important your faith is to you. So how does your faith kind of guide you in your career in acting? So my faith has been the way that I have been led to lately is that basically everywhere I go, I end up doing ministry. So whether it be a simple conversation with another actor. You know, they share something about themselves and somehow we always get into talking about how God is moving in the midst of whatever you have going on and how he's got your back, how he will take care of you through the entire process and go from there. And not only do I get to spread the gospel to people, but also I get to form these amazing relationships. I get to know people for who they are and not just for the actor or the role that they portray. So in a way, like the film and theater community has been amazing because like I said, it's so many amazing and talented people out here and man, everybody can act, everybody can sing, dance, whatever they are doing. But at the same time, you get to learn their personalities. You get to learn that they have beautiful souls, just as beautiful as their outside, just as beautiful as their talents. 
And, you know, it's, it's ministry everywhere we go. And I, I believe that's what we're called to do. Okay, now with, um, with, with plays, because this used to be the thing with me when I would do stuff in theater, like that last, that last showing, that last day of, of you performing this play, it would feel somewhat sombering because you, you've done these um, rehearsals, you've, you've done these show days, so you've kind of almost within a certain few months have built a mini family. And I almost feel like yes. you're leaving it. So you, you've experienced that feeling as well. Yes. And we, we keep in touch. We keep in touch. Um, and somehow we always end up working together again anyway. That's good. So, you know, with, with the community, like we, we're pretty much always running around the same circles, whether we know it or not. So it's always good to keep great relationships wherever you go and just shine your light on people or encourage people or, you know, help out in every way that you can. Because, you know, what, whatever you think you're doing that is a small gesture, it could be the gesture that somebody else needs to not break down or to not give up on their dream. Like, you are sent somewhere for a reason, and whatever their reason is, just make sure you are spreading positivity to others. So, Divine, what is your ultimate goal in the world of uh, film, modeling, and uh, theater? My ultimate goal is to keep doing it forever. And like how, like, like I was talking about Angelina Jolie, where she still, no matter what age, no matter what role she plays, she's at the top of her spot. She's not in competition with anybody. You know, she's doing her own thing. She is flourishing in every way that she wants to. And I want to do the same thing. I want to continue to film and entertain people and be around people. And also, I want to be able to reach people with, I guess, like projects that promote awareness, like domestic violence, rape, those types of sensitive topics I want to be able to be a part of that because if, if that's how you can reach somebody in some type of way then let's do it well Miss Divine this has been a pleasure talking to you today same <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to this is a thing I'm thinking we're going to start doing so um, the last question I want to ask you I just want you to put yourself in a certain mental mind state. You are at the Oscars. You have won your first Oscar. Give us your Oscar speech. Oh, man. Like I always say, I am just so grateful to be here right now at this very moment. And I want to thank every single person along the way who has helped me out in my journey, who has thought, great things about me who has even hated me I don't care what you did to me I don't care what you did for others just know that I am grateful for you and I give all the honor and the glory and the praise to the Lord for this opportunity because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him and I hope that this is not just the only one I know that there's going to be more to come and I'm 500 more times grateful that's a good speech. And that, I think that's it. I think that's a great way to end it here. Yep. Yeah.
No, this is I'm Kevin Mumphrey with Victoria VA Jones, Karsten Hype Ferguson. Yep. This is Fix It, We Will Fix It in Post, and that is a wrap.